Hey everybody, welcome back to AP Comics right here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. And before we get into it, I just want to give a big shout out to our latest corporate sponsor, Cheesy Poofs. Thank you very much for sponsoring the show. I'm Jay, and my mother is not Martha. And with me, as always, the last order of Krypton, Diana. Hi. Don't worry, she'll talk a lot more once she get warm once she gets warmed up. Alrighty, so this week Diana has picked a comic series that I have no clue what it is. This is a this is something brand new, apparently. Uh, I've never read anything like it. So Diana, what did you choose to talk about this week? New Superman and the Justice League of China. New Superman and the Justice League of China. So now give us a little bit of background on this. Uh how did the series come about, if you know? Well, uh, at the end of New 52, New 52 Superman died. And when that happened, uh, a Chinese scientist, Dr. Omen, was there and kind of collected the solar energy that was released by him when he died. So that's kind of how New Superman came to be. But about who sat there and said, we need a Chinese knockoff of Superman, I don't know. All right, fair enough. So is this an ongoing series? Was it a limited run? Uh, what's sort of the state of New Superman right now? It just ended this week because um, uh, of sales. I think it was supposed to be something that would continue, but nobody really bought it, and it's it's too bad because it was really good. It was really funny, had a lot of heart, but nobody bought it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, you never know. A lot of times this stuff goes into trade paperback. Uh, it generates a lot of sales. You know, I can think of the Runaways. First 18 issues came out. Nobody really read it. They threw it into trade paperback. And unfortunately, they re-released it, but they did a very poor job of it. But that is a separate podcast. All right. So tell us, who is New Superman? New Superman is Kong Keenan, and he is he is from Shanghai. He is just he's just a kid. He's a He's a schoolyard bully. He used to pick on this fat kid. I forgot his name. But yeah, he used to pick on this fat kid. And um, he lives with his dad. His mother died in a plane crash. And um, yeah, he's just a kid from Shanghai. And then one day, um, because in China a lot of supervillains started to um, uh, copy the American way of doing things, a supervillain started showing up. So one day, this guy, the Blue Vulture, kidnapped the kid that he used to pick on, and he stood up to him. And then the scientist, Dr. Omen, the one who collected the Superman energy, said, yep, he's going to be new Superman. So that was really it. I mean, it, it wasn't anything uh, special about this kid. He didn't have a special genetic makeup or part alien, anything like that. He just was a bully with a heart of gold, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, well, you find out later on, and I don't know if I should spoil it, we'll see later on, that there is another reason why he was chosen, but the main part of it is because, yeah, he was a bully, so he was tough, but he had a heart of gold, too, so yeah. Okay, so how does he go from a mild-mannered uh, teenager in Shanghai to new Superman? Well, they they put him through, they, they, they give him the Superman radiation. And after he does that, he, he comes out and he's like, wow, I can fly, I'm super strong, I have all these powers. But then, like, after five minutes, he loses them, except for his super strength. So, he, so then one of the assist lab assistants, Ming Ming, says, you need to find a master to train you how to be Superman. So she goes to his Tai Chi, so he goes to her Tai Chi class and he's Master I Ching. And he teaches him how to kind of, like, unlock all of his chakras so he could 
have all the powers of Superman at once. Okay, so it's not that these powers faded away. He just wasn't able to access them right away. Yeah, he needed he needed to open up. He kind of needed to master all of his chakras so he could learn it, yeah. Okay, so how does he compare power-wise to Superman? He is... I don't know if he's as strong as Superman, but he's still pretty strong. He he has all the powers. He has super strength and vulnerability, freeze breath, super hearing, the the radioscopic sight. He has the I don't know if I already said super breath. He has heat vision. So he basically has all like the known Superman powers. And what about if he's exposed to kryptonite? Do we know what happens? Yes, he is still weak to kryptonite because Deadshot stabbed him with a kryptonite knife one time. Wow. Okay. So you also said that uh, this series is called New Superman and the Justice League of China. So I'm assuming now there are other superheroes in, is it just China? Is it Asia? You know, what other heroes and and villains are popping up in this series? There is, um, there is the Chinese Batman who his name is Baxi. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very chubby guy, but he's still able to be Batman and that I like. There is Daylon who is the Wonder Woman of China. And there is Avery who was living, who if you read the Flash comic, you would recognize her because she appeared in it. And then there is An Kwang Zhou. He is North Korean, but he became the but then he became the Aquaman of China because he defected and yeah. Okay, pretty interesting. Um, so you said that there's also sort of like a rise in supervillainy in China. Um, are these supervillains that come over from the U.S. like wow? It seems like only the U.S. has heroes. Let's go somewhere else. Or is it? like criminals like the triad or something like that saying wow look what those guys are doing in the u.s let's try it here like what's going on with the villains yeah more like that they're saying wow those guys in the u.s are pretty successful in what they're doing so we should kind of step up our game because the first run deals with they're these chinese freedom fighters and they're like we need more we need more democracy in china we need government reform so their their way of doing it is becoming super villains like there's there's chinese firecracker man chinese folding paper man there's of course the blue condor there's um there there's a lady who shoots ghosts from her guns it's like it's really cheesy so but so then that that kind of gives it a little edge how like these it's how Chinese folding paper man is supposed to be fighting for the freedom of the Chinese people, but when you see it it works and then Yeah. Okay, I just gotta know. <laughs> folding paper man, what does he do? He can he can change the way his body is made up to be as thin as a as a fine piece of paper. So if he's in jail, he could kind of turn himself into a very thin piece of paper to slip through the bars but also that means he's as sharp as a piece of paper so one time he did it he turned his arm to a piece of paper and he slit this guy's throat so he's he's no joke okay that yeah that's definitely no joke i don't know for some reason i thought it was a guy that did origami with mystical paper but okay fair enough all right so how many uh issues did this series last 24 issues it was supposed to be a lot less but then the fans are saying no keep it going keep it going so dc was like all right we'll give you 24 issues we'll give you two years okay so there was there they, they wanted to make it short the fans asked for more but yet they still canceled the series 
Yes, because they said, yeah, no one's really buying it, so now we really have to stop it. Okay, so there was a little bit of a clamor for it, but then DC finally said, now it's just not enough. Artie, so was there a particular run or story arc that really stuck out to you? Ooh, um, I liked there was one where there was... Because like, you learned that there was tests to make another Superman before Con Keenan... And he was like a he was like a demigod from another realm. So then he's turned into so there's this evil master, Master Al Yang, he gets to him and says, No, you're a demigod, you should be ruling these people. So then kind of like Superman, the Justice League of China, and there was this old Chinese supergroup called the Great Ten. They all fight together to stop this Emperor Superman. And of course the Suicide Squad shows up too. <laughs> the the actual Suicide Squad or the the Chinese version of the Suicide Squad? No, it's it's Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and I think Captain Boomerang show up. Yeah, you always got to have Captain Boomerang. Um, were there any other, uh, aside from the heroes and the villains that you mentioned, uh, you know, Clark Kent, Superman, he has Lois Lane, does, uh, what was his name? Kong Keenan. Kong Keenan, does he have a Lois Lane? He, well, well, there is a reporter that he finds attractive. Her name is Lainey Lan. But then, of course, they kind of tease how the lab assistant, Ming Ming, how she was just like, there was one where she came to warn him about something, and she kissed him, and she's just like, you're my boyfriend, right, Kong Keenan? And he was like, I don't know, Ming Ming, I don't know. And then there's another one where he kissed Avery, which is the Chinese Flash, and they were like, oh, don't, should we talk about this again? Oh, man, that was weird, so... I don't really know who he's with. And they in the series, of course, didn't run long enough to tell us who he's with. So, yeah. <laughs> It'll be up to the fans. I'm sure there'll be a lot of fan fiction and, and whatnot. Hopefully no slash fiction. Okay. Um, did Superman show up? Uh, Clark Kent, did he show up in this series at all? Did the two of them meet? Yes, there was one where Lex Luthor brought him to America. So, of course, Superman came was like, Lex Luthor, what's your angle here? And then there's one where the whole Justice League went to America. And the whole Justice League, so they met their counterparts. So Batman gave a little lesson to Chinese Batman and Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman compared their... F they actually knew each other because the Chinese Wonder Woman is from this place called the Realm of Animals. So then, so then Wonder Woman... the the American Wonder Woman was like, oh, I know your friend, White Snake. And she goes, oh, my God, you know White Snake? And she's like, yeah, I was at her wedding and everything. So I'm like, wow, Wonder Woman gets around. <laughs> I guess she does. Uh, so how did, you know, Kal-El, how did he, what were his thoughts on this this other Superman? He said, hey, as long as he has his heart in the right place and he's helping people, why not? All right, great. That's that's really good. Um who was there one writer for the entire series group of writers uh, who did the writing here i believe it was all yang okay uh has he written anything else um as far as i know he did a few issues of superman after tomasi and gleason ended their run uh so you know i know you really love the writers so what were your thoughts on the writing in the series at uh as a, as a whole I thought it was good because there, of course, there, 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 there's a lot of things that could ha funny things that could happen with a Chinese knockoff of the Justice League, and they did that. They had Batman. They had his his main villain. They they gave him a Joker. I won't spoil that one because that's a nice 
twist. But then they gave him another villain, the Chinese Bane, and he called himself Anathema, which if you look up what Anathema means, it is a synonym to Bane. So I thought that was pretty funny. And of course, Chinese folding paper, man. But it had like a lot of heart, especially when... When, uh... Kong Keenan first developed his super hearing, he said, he talked to Master I Ching, and he said, the only reason I saved those people is because I wanted the screams to stop. And then Master I Ching pretty much told him, he said, hey, that may be the way it is now, but if you felt a little something after you saved them, there's potential for you to be the Superman that China needs. And he said, okay, and then he let him train him. And then there's some touching moments between Keenan and his father, because his father's always off working. And he, they had some moments together. And of course, uh, Daylon and Baxi, Wonder Woman and Batman, they have a few touching moments because there's some interest between them. And, um, yeah. All right. Now, who who oversees, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the Superman was created uh, in the lab, essentially. So, you know, kind of like Amanda Waller, oversees the suicide squad um is there any oversight because you know let's let's be practical here you know this is china and you know the way the government is set up is it government oversight is it something independent or did did you know superman and the chinese justice league did they sort of break free and, and go on their own well, at first, for most of it, they were overseen by Dr. Omen and the Ministry of Self-Reliance. So their job was kind of to be like, oh, so then like they created the Justice League of China. So they're like, oh, so American Superman doesn't have to come over and save us. And that's basically how they were for a while. But eventually they broke free. And the Ministry of Self-Reliance actually made the Chinese Green Lantern Corps to hunt them. But then the Chinese, the Justice League of China was too good for the Chinese Green Lantern Corps. How did they create a Green Lantern Corps? They made artificial hard light constructs and they gave them to a few people. They never explained how, but when they go to the Batman school, they they used the artificial hard light constructs enough in fighting matches. So when Batman was fighting Anathema for the first time, they fought in a hard light construct of Gotham. Wow, okay. So... How did the series wrap up? I mean, did it have like a very definitive ending? Did did it kind of leave it open that it's possible this series could return? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, obviously they planned it. They knew they were only going to go 24, 25 issues. So did they kind of wrap it up nicely or did they just sort of kind of, uh, let's just get to the end and finish this thing off? Well, the last issue, because... Uh Keenan, his master, ends up in the realm of ghosts. Master Yiching ends up in the realm of ghosts. So then he has a plan to go in and save him. But in doing so, he, trans he, he brings the entire Justice League to the realm of ghosts. So they kind of have to fight their fears. Like Superman, he has to fight a version of himself who's so detached from the world he doesn't help anybody. Wonder Woman has to fight the snake version of herself which is who she was in the realm of beasts. Batman has to fight himself if he became like the Joker of China. The Aquaman of China has to fight if he listened to his father and destroyed Korea. Um, so they're there and they're fighting their fears. And then kind of like at the end, um, because Superman was having some trouble with his father and his family, Master I Ching says, 
you know, you can't keep being so distracted by what's going on with your father and your family. You should focus on the family you have now. So then it kind of ends like it has the group shot of them showing that, like, they're going to be a Justice League for China. Kind of like it, it kind of ended with the possibility of it coming back because it just showed them saying that they're going to keep fighting for truth and justice in China. All right, good. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there always is that possibility because, like I said, you know, we look back at a series like The Runaways, which was sort of a cult classic, you know. It, it didn't really sell well. Marvel throw, threw it into a trade paperback, and next thing you know, they rebooted it twice, and they have a TV series, so you never, never know. Uh, what about the artwork in this? Do you know who did the art, and what did you, like, did the art kind of match the story? What did, what did you think about that? Um, I don't know. I only know one person who did the art because I met him at a con I met uh, Peoples, he did the art towards the end, and he, he, so he did the art for the Aquaman of North Korea run in the last issue, and that was really good. The art really matched it, because it was kind of like this pseudo-anime style, so it kind of really matched like the Asian aesthetic of the whole thing. Yeah, that's right. We did meet uh, we did meet him at East Coast Comic Con. Yeah, he's a pretty nice guy, actually, and I know you. he signed a, uh, quite a, a few of your issues he signed. Uh, you also bought a print off of him, and he kind of said, you know, stay tuned for, I guess, what was going to be the final run. He said, he, he did say to you, right, there's going to be some exciting stuff. Uh, what Was that true? Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed issue 24, so he, that's the one he said to look out for, and yeah, he was right. It was really good. Do you have any final thoughts on this series at all? Uh, is this uh, a, a really good series for people? I mean, obviously, wasn't wasn't a very, I don't want to say popular series. I mean, it wasn't a big seller, so that's why they, they terminated the run. But if people could go out and find it, or if it comes out in trade paperback, you'd recommend it? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, It's already out in trade paperback, so I would urge you, if you haven't read it, to buy it. It's good because it doesn't tie into the whole like DC universe, so it's not like if you're reading Superman, you're like, oh, but I need to know what's happening in Green Lantern, and then it crosses over with Batman and The Flash, so this is kind of its own... If you just want to pick up, like, a fun run of comics, this is definitely it. And, yeah, really, please do, because I want to see what happens more with the Justice League of China. Alrighty. Well, it's that time again. Uh, we did it last time. Uh, you know, Diana went to the comic shop this Wednesday. She came home with a lot of comics, a lot of stuff. So, Diana, do you have a pick of the week for us? I do have a pick of the week. Well, it would have it would have been the last issue of Superman, but since we just talked about new Superman, it won't be that. But I would have to say it was Man of Steel number three. Okay, so with really out giving without giving any spoilers or anything, uh, why did this particular issue this or this comic this week? Why did it stand out for you? It was because the first two issues of Man of Steel by Brian Michael Bendis. I felt like they 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 I liked them but there were like there wasn't really a, like a lot of action happening and then I was like okay like I I I enjoyed them don't get me wrong but it kind of felt like oh like like I'm like oh he's setting it up he's setting it up I can feel it and but then in kind of like in 3 something really big happens and you're like oh, okay this is what it was setting up for and now let's see where this goes. So in other words, you're saying like if somebody had kind of started uh, Man of Steel and was like after two issues, was just like oh, this is going nowhere. 
hang in there for three pretty much is what you're saying yeah because something really big happens in three and then superman and supergirl have that look on their face and they're like oh man somebody crossed them Uh oh now uh when we were kind of doing some very brief show prep you said that you you had uh something else to kind of go along with the pick of the week right you had uh well i'll let you explain it the anti pick of the week this is this is the pick from the Phantom Zone, I guess. So go ahead. What t- explain what it is and 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 tell us what what your anti pick of the week is. The prelude to the wedding, Batgirl versus the Riddler. It was because we had Robin versus Ra's al Ghul, which was touching, and it talked about how Robin was afraid how Batman and Catwoman would have a child to replace them, and then him and Catwoman had a nice talk, and then the second one was really fun because it's Nightwing planning the bachelor party for Batman, and then he sits down with Batman, he goes, is, is, is Superman your best man, and they talk about their relationship, but then all that happened in Batgirl was that they're like, oh no, the Riddler's here, you better go fight him, Batgirl, and then she's just like, oh man, but I'm still hung up over Nightwing, what am I gonna do, and then Riddler's like, oh man, Batgirl, maybe we should get together, ha ha ha, and I'm just like, the other two got, like, stories that revolve around their relationship with Batman or Catwoman, something with the wedding. But this one is just talking about Bat, uh, not Batgirl and her still like not having a boyfriend. And I was able to tolerate when they bring that up in the Batgirl run, but this time it was really unforgivable because it's supposed to be something bigger than that, and it's written by Tim Seeley, so I don't know if that's what DC wanted him to write or if he thought this was a good idea. And it's just, yeah. Okay, so DC executives, if you're listening, the fans want good stories. They just don't want filler and schlock, so get on the ball there. All righty. I don't know, Diane, do you have any final thoughts or words, uh, you know, some some comics that you're probably going to be talking about in the future, anything like that? Um, Well, definitely, because since James Tinney and the fourth, his run on – Detective Comics ended. That one we'll definitely be talking about really soon. And we will be doing a spoiler talk on Man of Steel after all six issues come out. Cool. So uh, do you just happen to know, I mean, I know uh, you, you just said James Tinian got done with Detective Comics. I know he is one of your favorite writers. You're actually hoping to talk to him a little bit at FlameCon coming up in August. Do you know if he's working on anything now? Uh, the new Justice League Dark. Okay, all right. So I'm sure you're very excited to pick that up considering he's one of your favorite uh, writers. Uh, yep. All righty, so I guess this is a really good place to kind of wrap it up. Uh, before we go, though, I just want to say that coming soon, uh, Diana is going to – she's still going to be here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know, doing AP Comics. We're also planning on talking about some other stuff that we enjoy. But, uh, Diana, you're going to have a podcast of your own as well. Yes, it is called Elseworld's Finest, and in, so far it is only on Anchor, but then of course I'll be like on iTunes and all the other stuff. Once you get some content up there. Yeah, that's, that's true. We haven't, we haven't had anything up yet. Yeah, and just, you know, it's going to be Diana. Some of her friends are probably going to come on there, and of course, sadly, Diana's going to be going off to college in the next few months, but she can continue uh, doing some fine podcasting while she's there. All right, so don't forget, uh, you can check us out here on Anchor. We got that great call-in feature. So if you have questions for for Diana about comics, about the stuff she talked about, uh, if 
you know, just you want to get into reading comics or whatever, she could definitely tell you where to get started, what are some good series. Uh, you know, we're also on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, um, Breaker we're on. We're pretty much everywhere there's a podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and review us. We'd love to hear some feedback. We'd love to hear how we're doing. You could check us out on Instagram at Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, you could also follow us on Twitter. Just search for Stuff You Don't Need to Know and you'll find us. This is Jay. And Diana. And good comic reading to you. <laughs>